I saw a rather humorous video once. It was a depiction of a ruler of another country. And that ruler was gathering for a, a festive national holiday. And he was in his, as most rulers do, in his special uniform. His, for this country, it happened to be a military uniform for the occasion. And as he gathered in front of his honor guard and his military honor guard, of course, there was music and fanfare to be presented during his time of coming to them. He stood on the podium before all the honor guard and all the orchestra, and he came out to watch the music that would be played in his honor because he was attending their event for this national holiday. And then it sounded out. It was a cacophony of noise. The music that they were playing, whether it was half of them were playing in a different key or half of them were playing a different song, it didn't jive very well. It was a mess. Anybody who knows anything knew that it did not sound pleasant. But what could the ruler do? He couldn't change the music, so he just stood there and he watched as they played this horrible, this awful sounding song to welcome him to their festive gathering. Of course, he just had to stand there as he was on camera. And whether he really understood what was wrong with the music or not, I'm sure he was upset or perhaps embarrassed. But those who watch the video clip get to laugh as he's powerless to do anything about it. Maybe someone was punished, lost their job, or if it was on purpose, maybe, maybe they were thrown in jail for making that bold political statement of not really welcoming their ruler. What about the welcome of the greatest and highest king? The music that we make to honor our God. Today we look at Psalm 47 as we finish off our series of end times looking at the Psalms as we consider the call to make music to God, the great king over all the earth. And as we look at this psalm, we'll see why we are to make music to him. To begin with, this psalm is not just written for some people gathered in the temple in Jerusalem. As you look at it, it says here, All peoples, clap your hands, shout to God, sing a loud song. This is a song to the God who is over all, so the call goes out beyond the temple of Jerusalem, beyond the worship originally set for this psalm, to all people. That includes everyone, and it includes you. The call here to honor God is spoken as it says, a good reason for honoring him is, yes, the Lord Most High is awesome. The word awesome here means to be feared, to stand in awe and respect of who he is. He is the Most High and he is over all this earth. He's the one who created and sustains all things and gives life and he rules over all things. We are to stand in awe and honor of him. And the honor that is due him is all you peoples, clap your hands. Shout to God, sing a loud song. Clap, shout, sing. Is this a type of honor that God receives from his people? The, the type of shouting and joy that is proclaimed to him? 
Well, it will be if they, they see the reasons for honoring him. The reason to honor him is, yes, because of his high position. He is to be feared. God is awesome. But there is more reason. He doesn't just hold the highest position. He does the highest and greatest deeds. Our great king acted. It says here, he subdues people under us and nations under our feet. Certainly God has done this throughout history. He subdued nations time and time again. Every nation on earth is subdued as Noah is lifted up in the waters of the flood. The great nation of Egypt was subdued by the ten plagues and by the Red Sea as God delivered his people and brought them out of slavery. Nations were subdued in ancient Israel as they sought to oppose the Israelites, but God gave them victory time and time again. But God continues to do this. He subdues people under us. His kingdom expands as he puts more and more nations under his feet and in the rule of his kingdom. When Jesus came to this earth, he said, the kingdom of God is near. Our great king expanded his kingdom with his preaching and his teaching. And he continued to subdue all those who opposed his kingdom. All our greatest enemies, including the devil, were subdued as Jesus overcame every temptation of the enemy. And Jesus, our great king, after he had paid the price for our sin, subdued death and sin and conquered our greatest enemies as we are free from the power of the grave because Jesus died in our place. Our king, who is greatly exalted, lowered himself on the cross to subdue and fight for us and to extend his kingdom. And when Jesus had finished his work of defeating the devil, sin and death, he proclaimed that his kingdom was to spread to every nation. Make disciples of all nations, Jesus said. Our king is praised because he has subdued our enemies and extends his kingdom, our great King Jesus. And more than that, it says here, he chooses our inheritance for us. It is the pride of Jacob whom he loves. What do God's people rejoice in? What do they pride in the most? That God has given us promised for us an inheritance. For the people of Israel, that was for a time the land which he had given them as he conquered for them the people of Canaan. But that was only a temporary blessing. They were looking forward to a lasting inheritance, one which would be an extended piece of God's kingdom that would reign forever. That's the inheritance he promises us all. We are now heirs of God's kingdom and the life that is to come. The same Jesus who died for us promised us a place forever in his eternal kingdom. And it says next, The God, God has ascended with a shout, a joyful shout. The Lord goes up with the sound of the ram's horn. God could not ascend unless he had first come down to us to be our Savior God, to extend his kingdom and defeat all enemies. Jesus descended. He came down from heaven. But now, the same Jesus who died is the ascended Jesus. He ascended into heaven and returned to his position of glory. And it's the ascended God, Jesus, whom we praise, who rules over all things. He said, all authority is given to me. Our living and ascended God is the one who we now praise. And it's that ascended God that the fivefold 
make music comes in the psalm, in the center of the psalm. To the ascended God, we shout with joy. We say, it says here, make music for God. Make music. Make music for our king. Make music. For God is king of all the earth. Make music for him with a wise song. Five times it repeats, make music to our God. He is the God who extended his kingdom, subdued our enemies, gave us the promise of an inheritance, and is now ascended in glory. He is worthy of shouting, clapping, singing, and making music. I have to admit, though, there are times when my music for my God is not as enthusiastic as it should be. Maybe there have been times where there's a song of praise that I just don't care for the style or the format of the music. And maybe my, my shouting, my clapping, my singing is a little bit more muted than usual. Does God deserve any less praise than our very highest and our best? Does the highest most God deserve anything less because we don't care for the style or the format of the time when we gather in his presence, the presence of our King? How about you? Certainly making music to God is more than just when we gather in his house. Maybe for a time you are unable to gather in his house. Do you still make music to God in every aspect of your life? Do you give him the praise, the highest praise that he deserves as the God who is to be feared, the God who acted on behalf of his people? It might be at times that our music is not as it ought to be. When you wake up in the morning, is your first thought to praise the God who gave you another day and to give him the highest praise from your heart every day? And when this body that you have, when it begins to ache under the curse of sin and to yearn for as it waits the glory of the kingdom to come, do you still shout, clap, and sing to your God as you ought because of his promises and what he has done? Or does sometimes your music become a little bit quieter? Or when the rulers of this world, the temporary rulers of this world fail you, does your praise for the highest ruler sometimes fail to be as loud as it should be? Make music to God. Make music. Make music to our King. Make music, for he is God over all the earth. Make music to him with a wise song. Is there any reason why that that singing and that music should be any less shouting or joyful. You know, there, there are many who don't make music to God in this world. Of course, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make any difference. Just as if when a ruler of a country is standing before those who ought to make sound of joy and fanfare before him, some might not want to, but they still have him as their ruler. It's the same with God. There are many in this world who won't and don't make music to him. But he is still king over all the earth. And he still deserves the highest praise from everyone, regardless of whether they want to or not. Imagine if someone who was a celebrity were to come to your town. Or imagine if the governor were to come to your town. Imagine if the president of the United States were to come to a place like Payson and to participate in our parade of lights this December. 
you can be sure that even though not everyone would want to clap, many would be paying attention, certainly people would be standing up and listening, and many would be gathering and participating in that praise. How much more when the king over all is to be worshipped by his people? Shouldn't his people gather, shout, clap, and sing to the God who is Lord and King over all, the God who gave them an inheritance, who destroyed their enemies, and who is to be feared and stood of and viewed in awe. So the psalm invites you to make music to Jesus, your King, not just now, but to continue to make music to him forever. It says, God reigns as King over the nations. He is seated on his holy throne. The same Jesus who came and descended and now has ascended into glory is seated at the right hand of the Father. The King is seated on his holy throne and rules over all things for your good now and into eternity. And you can continue to praise him in every circumstance and every time knowing that Jesus, your King over all, is ruling on his throne for you. And someday the children of Jacob who pride in their inheritance and trust in the Lord, the people of the God of Abraham will rise from the dust and all who trust in the Lord will come out of their graves and they will clap and they will shout and they will sing for their king forever, who reigns on his holy throne now and into eternity. We will be with our God, who now reigns and will reign into eternity. The prophecies and revelation the pictures in scripture are of Jesus, our exalted king, ruling forever over his people and his kingdom. The psalm concludes, the nobles of the peoples come together as the people of the God of Abraham. Doesn't matter what nation, what tribe, what language, what culture you come from. All of us gather together as the people of the God of Abraham. And like Abraham, we are considered his people by grace, brought into his kingdom. He has subdued nations under us, extended his kingdom. He has ascended to rule for the good of his people, now and forever. And we, through faith in him, are his people. And that's why we make music, sing, and shout, and clap. You know, there, there are times when a political candidate or a governor or a president tries to use a theme song or music during some of their rallies. But the musicians actually deny them the right to use that. And because of copyright laws, whether you're a governor or a president, you can't use that music anymore if you're not given permission. Doesn't matter how high of a position you have. There is no king no ruler, no president, no governor, no one who can demand unreserved praise. But our God can, and he rightly does. It's with reason that we clap our hands. It's with reason we shout aloud and we sing for joy. Our God has extended his kingdom, subdued all enemies under his feet and under ours. He has promised for us an inheritance place forever in his kingdom. He has 
after his suffering, after he descended and came to earth, he has ascended into glory. And he who paid the price of our sins now lives to pardon us, lives to rule over all things for our good, and lives to receive our praise as we look forward to being gathered together with great and with small together as the people of the God of Abraham into his kingdom. Shout, clap, sing, make music to Jesus, our God, our King. Amen.